She invades our kitchen, fills the house with the scent of pumpkin pie, and then tells us we can't have any. Fair or unfair, no one is going to spoil their Thanksgiving dinner on my watch. <laughs> Why do I suddenly feel like I'm stuck in an episode of The Waltz? This is Mark, and you're listening to the Waltons Podcast. I have on joining me again is uh, Marissa Baker. How you doing? I'm great. I had my energy drink, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> you're going to need it. Well, I wish that the cast had an energy drink outside of uh, Mary Ellen in this particular episode. Um, actually, <laughs> this is the uh, this is I think I've said it before with other episodes. This is the beginning of the end, right? I mean, um. Michael learned is off the show at this point, right? Um, yeah, she is for a little bit, and then she briefly returns. I don't she count that stuff. I count when they come back. Um, they may as well be swapped out as different actors, like they did with so many others. I think once you leave the show, unless you you know sometimes like people will leave the show because they're having a kid in real life or they're having some type of tragedy. Um, the grandmother, of course, um, Ellen Corbett. Corb is that her name? Um, uh, Corby, I think. Corby. She, of course, had a stroke. So, I mean, that was, you know, unavoidable. Um, and I, I kind of, I still, I look back. I finally finished the entire series. And I felt like all the craziness of that last season, um, it, it rewarded me with the, the chaos of it. But it was really, really a tough like last three seasons, two maybe two and a half seasons, which I just think was some of the worst written television <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it really is. They took such a good franchise and they um, they wrecked it. I think. I know that yeah. I know that you love the show, um, but you're a new fan, so you can't take too much of this to heart. Um, oh no, yeah. I, I feel the same way that you do, and. I don't know. It was like the last three seasons with all the characters that were noticeably absent. It was just mm -hmm. really hard. You know, and I'm, I'm in contact with a few of the actors right now, which I, I've been very fortunate. They're not nearly as um, receptive as the uh, Little House in the Prairie cast, but I, I'm, in, I'm in back and forth with them here and there trying to get them to, you know, kind of come on here and do some stuff. But I'm I'm pretty brutal with the show. I, I mean, I'm just honest with it. I cannot get through these movies. I, I put the first movie on. I'm like, Jason, what are you doing with that stupid mustache? Like, I can't look at the guy. <laughs> I really genuinely, I'm like, I, I turn it. Every time he's on the screen, I, I turn it off. Oh, my gosh. Like, I really have, um, I really don't like the, the show at all. <laughs> Um, at this point, wait, I'm, I'm just going to pause this for a second. And that's not the end of my rant. Um, I, you're, it's funny. Like I saw a message cause I have an iPad in front of me and it's like, if somebody were to message me, it like pops up on that. So, cause I have so many of my screens occupied already when I'm recording. So I'm like, Oh my God, is she going to tell me that, um, I'm going too far with the Waltons, but I don't think I've gone far enough. I think, I think they deserve to be criticized. Um, not not so much the actors, but I, I do think that 
writing. Writing got really crazy in that last season. Bringing Kurt back, I can't get past it. Bringing, um, getting rid of the grandkids. Um, what was that woman's name again? Rose. Rose's grandkids is getting rid of them, but send them right back to the abusive dad. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, I know you're not a fan. Not a big fan of Rose, uh, but uh, the, those movies are tough. They're very tough. They seem. Okay, I think so they you were filmed right. Now? No, I can't get past the first one. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, the yeah, you know, I'm gonna say I'm maybe sixty percent through. Is the Thanksgiving one the first one? Um, I, I can't remember honestly. It's like we're what we're getting is um, we're getting John on the phone. So we get these like shots where they're somewhere in Arizona or something. I don't know where they're. And it's kind of like, yeah, I'd love to give the phone to your mom, but she's in the other room. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we know that she's not in this episode at all. Um, well, I think you'll like the, the later movies better. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, honestly, we get some returns from characters. Yeah, I know. I know the original John Boy comes back, but it's too late. You can't do that. <laughs> he may as well be the third one. You may as well bring a third actor in. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty brutal with the show. I started out kind of loving the show. Um, and I did. I, I love the first four seasons, maybe five seasons. But all right. So the episode we're talking about today is... <laughs> One that I think is a pretty good episode, actually, because I think that um, the pinup, it's called the pinup, but I think that the Aaron character is one of the redeeming qualities of the show, even though sometimes it gets a little weird. But I Aaron's like her. Definitely just, she's something else. People don't like her. I don't know why. People don't like the character. I mean, I like her sometimes. It just depends. <laughs> <laughs> who's your? F I must have asked you this before, but who's your favorite character on the show? Overall, you, you did Overall. ask me. Um, I would say. I bet it's um, changed. Yeah, I mean, it really does. It changes female. every season. Favorite female. Let's let's pinpoint this. Oh, you're man. just gonna see John Boy. I, I was gonna say John Boy. Yeah. I like um, John Boy. It's like no, it's not an answer. <laughs> it's. <laughs> um. Honestly, I like Grandma. Probably. Okay. Well, what did you think about when they brought her back after her, you know, terrible stroke? And then she's all happy now. Like, it, it was different. It was different for sure. Usually it's the other way around in real life. You know, like people have these illnesses, they get more bitter. Yeah, I think she learned to actually love life for what it was. Yeah. I, I, it was really hard, yeah. though, after Grandpa left, too. I mean, you know, he didn't leave, but well, yeah, after he passed. Yeah, that, the, the way they dealt with that was all a little bit interesting. Um, I'm not going to say it's it's unfair to call that rushed just because we're dealing with a real death. Right. And and that's it. But all right, so the pinup, you know, like the pinup is um, Walton's Mountain is clearly one of the most important military bases in the country in 1942. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure um, how accurate that is? How like, did they really have a military base on Walton's Mountain, or you know, in this part of Virginia? Just not really sure. Um, I'm sure there there were bases um on the shore, 
but we're not really also too clear as to how far Walton's Mountain is supposed to be from the beach, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they really tell. I mean, they go to the beach once, I think. Um, maybe twice because the mom and the dad go also, like on their own trip. All right, they go on like was it a honeymoon? I'm not really sure. I think yeah, it was like a second honeymoon or maybe a first honeymoon that never happened. Yeah, you have that episode with most of these TV shows, right? Like, oh, we got our first honeymoon. Yeah, Little House too. Right when they go into the big city, mm-hmm. Pa's like, oh, I'm not getting on that elevator. Um, <laughs> so let's see. I'm going to go to right to the intro of this with um, Earl Hamner talking about. Um, Basically, I like this when they set us up with the year that it's taking place, and maybe you know he, he sometimes throws in what season it is, and um, I can respect that a lot. I also respect the fact that they tell you what the name of the episode is in the opening credits, which um, Little House does as well, but Doctor Quinn doesn't, which is a oh. rough, it's a tough thing. Um, interesting. One of the things I also think is kind of interesting is. And I forget what season they introduced it, but where they give you like this little wrap up in the beginning and then they go to the sepia tone on a still at the very end <laughs> where it's basically this sound, you know, it's like, and it's like, had to be a little dramatic. Yeah. But it's, is it dramatic? Do you think? I don't know. Probably not enough, but her, here's Earl Hamner to let us know what's up. In 1942, the coming of spring to Walton's Mountain brought a keener appreciation for all living things than ever before. Keener. Keener. <laughs> a keener. What? With the rest of the world in chaos, here we felt a sense of life renewing itself. For my sister Mary Ellen, it was a time when she was emerging from a painful winter and struggling to achieve a renewal of her own. So weird. A winter? Like, are you from Cape Cod now? I mean, you sound like one of the Kennedys now. There's such a weird mishmash of accents coming out of this guy's mouth. For yeah, my sister, like- you know. <laughs> Didn't you say that was like a genuine Virginia accent from certain parts? I never said that, but that's what I've heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know a lot of people who, I know a few people who um, are from Virginia and nobody talks like that. Yeah, I I don't know where this guy's from, honestly. I think he's a fraud. <laughs> I think you're a fraud, Earl. Um, <laughs> let's see. We're going to call the baby John Curtis for his entire life, which is, I just wish it was JC, maybe. I don't like the, the John Curtis. Something about it doesn't work for me. Um, I, I know I've said that in the past. Um, I also find Mary Ellen's character a bit much from this point on. People are like, oh, well, you know, Kurt just died and blah, blah, blah. But but he didn't, one. <laughs> Let me just kind of <laughs> emphasize that. One, he didn't die. And two, I, I don't know. I'm just going to play it and I'm just going to be ripping on people in this entire episode. But I will say that throughout this entire series, um, Jim Bob has been a solid character. I think, I think Elizabeth has been a pretty solid character. Um, she got a little bit annoying when she started reading a lot of mystery books, but (laughs) 
aside from that, you know, and when she was trying to be like an attorney and stuff, but for the most part, those characters are pretty good. I would say even for the most part, Ben is a pretty solid character. Jason. Don't get me started on Jason. He's a dork, but he's, he's a dork that he spends his whole life going to the music depository depository conservatory <laughs> And then he's like, I'm going to go buy a bar. And we pretty much towards, I'd say, the last 25% of the entire show. Like, once he comes back from the war, he kind of wants nothing to do with music. Except for, like, a little bit with that, um, with his wife who kind of vanishes towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of vanishes, right? It's like, out of nowhere, it's like, boop, gone. Yeah, it, it, it's so weird, but honestly, I Get wouldn't expect Jew, anything else. You know? Yeah. The Jewish girl, gone. <laughs> oh, man. All right, but here we are. Don't count on John Curtis for breakfast. I've already fed him. Good to see you back in your uniform. Do you really think I should be starting to work again? We've been through that, Mary Ellen. You're a nurse. You <laughs> need nurses real bad nowadays. What are you doing? I'm trying to match a pair of socks. By the way, aren't they poor... This was, this is another thing that I grew up thinking is that the Waltons were super, super poor. And after watching the series, um, they're not wealthy, but they're far from poor, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'd say they're lower middle class. Yeah. Well, let's not get classist about it. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like her going, do you, are you sure I should go to work? It's like, well, you know, over, I don't know if you ever watch Good Times or anything like that, but now, they were poor, you know, like they were like legit poor. And yeah, it's kind of like, oh, it's almost like she's going back to nursing as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they like she doesn't have Kurt now, obviously, because he died. And I think episode 10 of this season, you know, died in quotes. Right. And then they just lost their mom the in inside. like episode 15. Yeah. And so, like, what do they have now? Their dad just doing these deals and. Jason working at the bar. I mean, who's supporting them? I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they milk the cow once a day. I know that. <laughs> they, they have chickens. Um, and then Rose comes in, and Rose is, you know, Rose is going to eat a meal or two or a few. And you got these <laughs> other kids, you know, come on. Too um, many mouths to feed. Rose, I'm going to give her the award, and people are going to say, Oh, Marley, what's your problem? And I'll tell you what my problem is. Rose is one of the worst dressed characters on the entire show. And I think that this tablecloth they made a dress out of and they gave it to Rose. <laughs> Jeez. Do you hear like this, like in the background, this is what New York sounds like. It's like just constant like ambulances and police. And, but I, and I'm in the suburbs. I do hear it. It's crazy. No, but look, I could have accepted Rose. I felt like, she was a poor replacement for Michael Learn. Learned or learned? Um, Which do I you think say? Learned. Yeah, I'll say learned. learned. Um, Liv, I'll call her. She was a poor replacement for Liv, and she was a poor replacement for a grandmother. And I don't know. I, I would have liked to see them get somebody who's a little bit more snappier. Maybe somebody, yeah. maybe somebody who is not from the area would have been kind of interesting. I'm surprised they didn't bring in like um, 
Spanish person or something. Somebody was like, you know, some somebody Hispanic. Uh, I know that they did later. Remember, like there was like this little budding romance between um, one some Spanish guy and Mary Ellen. Yeah, and honestly, I like him better. Yeah, I liked him too. Than, than these other guys that she's with. Yeah, the vet. He definitely beats out Kurt two and Kurt one. <laughs> turtle, <laughs> turtle one, turtle two. She's. But uh, all right, so they're going on. You've got one black one and one blue one. It's close enough. You know, with Mama gone, I feel like I ought to be here looking after everyone. Oh my God, did she die? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so weird. She's also kind of begging to stay home. Um, and this would have been a good opportunity for him to go, look, we can use some of the money that, you know, nurses make good money. I don't know if they made really good money back then, but they're not rich. You would think that they would make a decent amount, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not sure. We'll just divide up the chores differently. Maybe not be so fussy about things. Like socks that don't match? I'll ask Elizabeth to pin them together next time she does the laundry. Yoo-hoo. There's Corbeth, another one of her missions of mercy. <laughs> Come on in, Corbeth! Personally, all right, so I hated Corbeth at first. I think Corbeth is one of the best characters that the show has to offer on a secondary character, like one that they introduced um, in the middle of the, well, really it was before the middle, right? I don't know what season she was introduced, but she was not an original character. And I really didn't like her at all, but I think that she had so much flavor and so much color to the show. Um, Like even right now she's walking in, you know, she's going to, add something to this scene because this scene is depressing and boring. Yeah. And it's like any scene that she's in, she's always singing. She has a huge personality. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's crazy. Spring, sweet spring, cold that doth not sting. The little birds do sing. Cuckoo, jug jug, pooey, dooey dooey. Dooey doo doo. That was written in the year 1600, but the poet might very well have intended it for this very morning. Here, for Scythia. Real pretty. You sure do brighten things up, Corbeth. Well, I took it as a vow that when Olivia was convalescing, I would do my best to console the family. Mary Ellen, your nurse's uniform. I'm going back to work part-time. Oh, but I thought that you had withdrawn from nursing when your mother became ill. Well, the family thinks I should try it again. I think they're tired of having me around. The family thinks there's a lot of this like negative talk, like, well, they think I should go back to work, even though my husband's dead, sort of. <laughs> we don't think it's fair for her to be stuck in the house taking care of us. Well, um, what about John Curtis? There's always Aaron, Elizabeth, Jim Bob to take care of him. I hardly feel that Jim Bob is the fitting parental figure for a growing boy. Well, I'll still be spending plenty of time with him. Tell your mama to be on her way, John Curtis. She'll be late for her first day back. So I think that John Curtis, the the uh, little boy that they chose as this actor, is a very cute little boy. Um, yeah, I agree, especially when he's eating here in just a little bit. Oh, you mean when, the, when John is trying to feed him? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, let's see, we get uh, Jason trying to teach notes to a baby um <laughs> stupid and um <laughs> and 
And Ben comes in. I love. Come on, Mark. You, let's hear the positivity. Um, here's the positivity: is that you have Jim Bob in the scene, which is always fun. <laughs> you have Ben in the scene, but you know, I gotta say, Jason always in front of the piano, always doing the music, always. Well, and then it's like no more, all done. Have you ever noticed how every time he's like on the piano or whatever, he'll turn around and be looking at everybody while he's playing? Like, I think that's just funny in itself. Yeah. It, kind of like he's core, like, um, quarreling. Is that, uh, I, I don't really, he's like singing to the room very often. Yeah. He's excused until he can reach the keyboard without sitting on somebody's lap. John Curtis, here's your uncle Ben. Good night. He's going to be a famous photographer and he might teach you how. Good night, John Curtis. Ben's always wearing a lot of denim. <laughs> yeah, I actually have that in my notes. Like, oh, yeah. he looks like a mini John. Yeah. <laughs> How'd the photo session go, Ben? Hey, I got some real nice pictures of the mountain before it got dark. How many did you manage to double expose? Smile, Jim Bob. Hey, I'm blinded. <laughs> All right, so Erin comes in in, like, I don't, why is she dressed like this is my one question. Honestly, I don't know. Um, I think she started at the um, J.D. Pickett's factory earlier in this season. So she's probably just going shopping with her work money. Yeah, I mean, all right. So maybe she says it and I missed it. Do you like my new shorts? I can see why they're called shorts. Hey, Ben, take a picture of me. We'll send it to Mama. So she's wearing makeup. She's all made up. She's uh, Maybe this is like appropriate like beach attire. Not 100% sure. I'm not sure, honestly. But she's showing her midriff. And, you know, it's... I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with her outfit, of course. But they seem to. Mom would have a fit seeing you like that. Besides, I only have one more exposure in this role, and I'm saving it for something real special. Well, Ben, when I become a famous model, you can always say you gave me my start. Okay. I'll finish up this role tonight. Move, Jason. I'm gonna see Did Ben really fall for that? It's like when I'm famous. <laughs> I don't get to be in this. No. Wait, how should I be like okay. this? Yeah. How's this? No, Jason, you'll ruin it. Okay, exactly. Smile. So here's the shot. This is the sexy shot. Um, she's also wearing like kind of tennis sneakers, tennis shoes, which I don't really know what the deal is with those things. It, it was an yeah. interesting fashion choice, honestly. I mean, she's got a crop top or Daisy Dukes and her mm-hmm. tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's an interesting thing. And um, who knew they had red laces back then? Yeah. All right, and here comes like the Debbie Downer. Um, Mary Mary Ellen comes in, and she's just I don't know. The whole thing is so weird because she loved becoming a nurse. And it do, do you get the impression that Mary Ellen likes being a mother? Um, I think she does. Oh, okay. You don't think so? No, I don't. I, I get this impression that she's, and I get it, you know, like, you know, putting, putting her in a position of like, you know, stress and losing her husband in Pearl Harbor. But yeah, I don't get, I don't buy that she had this kid. Like, there doesn't seem to be this great connection. And maybe it has to do with the name, because every time she says John Curtis, it bugs me every single time. 
They really should have just called him JC. Or John Jr., you know? I mean, even or, though that's John Boy, but, you know, we know what you're talking about, and John Boy's not in the show anymore. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, it looks like everybody's getting along just fine without me. Where's John Curtis? Elizabeth's putting him to bed. Oh, well, I better hurry if I'm going to tuck him in. Someone who's been working all day, she sure has a lot of pep. It's nice to see her smile again. <laughs> she wasn't smiling. <laughs> that's what I don't get. It's kind of weird. I'm surprised she didn't come in and make like a comment about Aaron, you know, just like yeah. what she had on. Yeah. She just goes about like it's just a normal day. And this is another example. I think we talked about this um, last time where the house rules are done. There is no more um, the morals of everyone. Um, it's like when John Boy comes back and all the boys go up to his room to drink beer in there. Um it's there are no more rules in the house. Yeah, I think um, once Grandma and Livy kind of left, there was no more like moral compass. <laughs> like I'm surprised we don't have like Jim Bob walking around in his underwear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I really could see that. Yeah. It was getting to be a real sourpuss, huh? Sourpuss, huh? I shouldn't like Ben, but he he is. Um, I think he's a great character. Yeah, I think he's a lot like John, so we kind of get like that truthfulness, but also kind of the just wild yeah. personality. Um, I think that John Sr. fits a great role as a grandfather. I, I think he falls into the category really well. Um, yeah, I like the relationship he has with JC. Mm-hmm. JC won't eat, <clears throat> and <laughs> it's a kind of a cute little scene. It might be a little visual, but um, he takes. he's trying to give him the food. All right, honey. Here you go, son. Have some apricots. They're good for you. Come on. Ugh, apricots made from real apes. It's disgusting. <laughs> I stole that cheap joke from um, Michael Scott from The Office. Oh, Try it. cool. No? Here, watch Grandpa. Uh... I think you're right. How about some oatmeal? It's it. cute. Come on, try it. Try it. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Hmm? More? There you go. <laughs> Definitely a cute little baby. Yeah, for sure. And John Sr. in this, um, he reminds me of Pa from Little House. Sure. Um, yeah. When um, when Ma leaves the house, she goes to stay at that hotel or whatever for the women's rights. Right. And he's trying to feed and you have carry, um, no Grace uh, screaming. Yes. No! Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. Um, let's see. We have Elizabeth on the swing holding JC and Jason's going to go into rockfish and Elizabeth is like, I want to go. That's another thing. Like, I feel like at the beginning of the show, rockfish, they never talked about it. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't exist. It was, what was the town that they used to always go to? It wasn't, Um, was it rock? It wasn't rockfish. It was another one. Yeah. I don't think it, it started until like later like they used to go into like charlottesville and maybe that, that was it charlottesville was like the big place to go to yeah um but basically what they're doing with jc is they're like no you watch him you watch him and they're not doing it maliciously either everybody's like okay i'll watch him you know everybody's happy to take him which i think is sweet mm-hmm. um they end up at the mercantile which i just think <laughs> is so funny i love looking at the prices just like um in little house 
I love looking around at the different cans and the prices and all of this kind of stuff. But you can get two pounds of coffee for it. I think it ends up being 39 cents if Corbeth's big head wasn't in the way. Yeah, that's what I had in the notes. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's a pretty good deal. Um, up here, it says dressing. And I'm assuming that's like, what would that be in there? Uh. Wouldn't it be salad dressing? Um, dressing I don't is know. like stuffing, right? Like us Yankees call it. Um, yeah, like, that's what I took it to be. Unless, like at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder like what that is. And you have corn wisp, whisper or wisps or something like some type <laughs> of cereal. Um, oh, interesting. Let's see. I'm just looking around for like kind of the first time. You have some type of bread. You have a pound of bread, which is kind of a weird way to. <laughs> measure bread uh, for nine cents. I would love it if they had the creepy clown bank right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just like the, Little House. Yeah, that would be actually cool. And they have these cool candies, which when you were a kid, did you ever go to like these um, like Revolutionary War type museums? And it would like they would sell like penny sticks. It cost a dollar. <laughs> I don't think I did, but oh, okay. I'm assuming you did. I did. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't, though. Maybe you didn't, you forgot. Maybe, maybe. The way that child changes hands. Did you get my snapshots from the developer, Ike? Oh, yeah, they came in in the morning delivery. Oh, great. Photography is such a worthwhile pastime. All of those moments recorded, which otherwise might fade from memory. I was in a garage. um, You guys have garage sales probably going for a while now, right? Because it's warmer down there. Um, yeah, there's yard sales every weekend here. All right, and um, so you do you call them more yard sales or garage sales or tag sales? Um, we say yard sale here. I think we use all three. We use whatever just happens to be, but um, but you said yard sale is the one that you you mostly use. Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to a yard sale and they had one of these cash registers um for sale. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like really tempted, but the guy wanted like six hundred dollars, and I'm. Like, you know what? I'm not going to a yard sale and spending $600 on anything unless it's like a car or a motorcycle. Oh my gosh. No, like two cents or like two bucks. You know what? I would say 80 bucks. You know, like, you know what? $80. It's a big thing. It worked. It was kind of cool. I don't know what I would do with it. It's huge. It weighed probably like 60 or 70 pounds. But, but, um, yeah, I said, wow, that's a lot of money. And he's like, well, it's the going price. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you flash him um, your Little House fan club card? Yeah. Well, I said, um, oh, you might not know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I have a new idea for the um, membership card that's coming soon. Ooh. So hopefully. <laughs> like, um, I, I was inspired by um, the old. You know, like, um, you go to, like, a supermarket and you get the little uh, card, <laughs> you know, like, um, you, you sign up and you get a discount if you show your card. I don't know. Yeah. You, I'm sure you guys have that. <laughs> um, something like that, except um, I'm just playing around with different ideas, but I also want to create something with a QR code on it so that if you were to scan the QR code, you get something that's um, changed every once in a blue moon, but something, like, super unique that you can only get to with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you just share the web address, anybody could get it. But um, I don't know. I'm just trying some fun stuff. I have, I have a few ideas. Yeah, that sounds really cool. 
And did you get um, these stickers in the mail? I did. I actually got them today. I tricked you because you do know another sticker that I've made up. But the uh, Nelly one, I think, is so funny. That's like <laughs> really... Um, I I scoured that episode for the right shot, and I just could not find one with um, Laura's face in it. So I just had to go for that one. It's it was so really funny. funny. Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. funny. But people are like, shut up with your little house. It's not as good as the Waltons. It's like, and I'm going to debate you on that. <laughs> Although the first four episodes, I think, are great. I'm never going to. Oh, and I think that this episode is great. I think this is a fun episode, minus Mary Ellen. So. I got them right here. I was looking at them earlier. Boy, there's some good shots. <laughs> I was looking at them earlier. It's really funny. You know, there was no privacy back then, right? Right, right. <laughs> Especially this really sexy one of your sister. <laughs> what is she, 16? <laughs> like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. That's good. You're getting bitter all the time. Thank you. Did you ever think of, uh, of selling them? Well, I've got a long ways to go before I can submit them to magazines. Oh, I don't know. I think they're good enough for the Charlottesville Register right now. You know the Sunday section, the Rodeo Viewer? They accept pictures from amateur photographers? They- amateur photographers? <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> I have a $10 prize for the one they like the most. $10? This one right here of Drusilla's Pond, now that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Now, if I were you, I'd get in my car right now, and I'd drive over to Charlottesville, and maybe you can get there before deadline for the Sunday edition. That is a great idea, Ike. And... Ben's like, well, but I have this kid. <laughs> so <laughs> he leaves her, leaves um, him with Corabeth, and Corabeth is a cousin, right? So right. it's not like you're not leaving, you're not leaving the kid with a complete stranger or something. She is family. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, you think Ben would be more excited about that 10 bucks. I am. If they were really that poor. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is... um. Do you remember early episode where some woman gave John Boy a $20 gold coin? Um, yeah, I think so. There were so many times where he could have used that money and he just didn't. I mean, at least, you know, not according to the story, he didn't. And yeah. I would always go to that. Like when he needed money for the um, the printing press or when he had all this stuff, I'm like, you have the $20 gold coin. <laughs> idiot (laughs) now this is a little bit this is a bit of a sad scene this really sets up things this girl um is very young looking and she to me she looks like somebody who could be on television today like she has a look that i think is very modern to today Mm -hmm. and she just reminds me of like an actress that could be on television in 2023 i don't know what that means exactly she just doesn't look like a 70s actress to me um, and I felt, you know, this is a really sad situation. Do you, did you follow exactly why the kid was hurt? Um, no. And I'm not sure that she even told other than just saying that, you I know, she walked room. out of the room. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to play some of this. She also seems like she's might be 16 or 17 years old, which, but I'm thinking she might be in Mary Ellen's age group because she knows her so well, it seems. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. And didn't we have a story like this where the mother freaked out at Mary Ellen's like, well, you you have a baby and I don't have a baby. And it was that type of situation. That was a scenario at some point. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. 
I feel like it was the same girl. It probably was. I could have been, right? I mean, would, <laughs> do you think they would have brought back this character? Uh, I mean, they could have. I'm gonna fact, but I don't know. I'm going to fact check this uh, little thing. So what's the matter? It's Kimmy, my little boy. What happened? We were in the kitchen cleaning up, and uh, he was toddling around after me. And the phone rang. I went to answer it. You must have gotten into something. Okay, oh, right there. Hold on. You must have gotten into something cleaning or something. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, but she sounds like Melissa Sue Anderson right there. She has like a whole attitude kind of like um, she's approaching it that same kind of way. Yeah. All right. We're going to. She was in two episodes. I think that was her in the Waltons because she plays the same character again. Oh, let me see. I'm going to. Um, she was in, of course, the. Um, sorry. You know, IMDb changed so many things, <clears throat> and it's difficult to find out what episode somebody was in. Mm. The Victims, which was season nine, episode 16. Yeah, I mean, it, it must have been her. The Waltons help rescue the battered wife of a violent, <clears throat> excuse me, veteran who has flashbacks of combat. Jim Bob is cheated on as he tries his hand at the war surplus market, which is actually a pretty good episode. Yeah. I remember that. He bought like gas masks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's really, um, I'm just looking here really quickly. Um, yeah, that's, uh, um, all right, so yeah, believe- she she was in again, but I don't think she was an abused wife, but I don't think she stole the baby. Yeah, I think I think that was a different one, but I can't remember. Now she's she's been in a lot of things actually. That um, she looks super familiar. I don't know what I would have seen her in, but in the eighties she was in like Knots Landing, um, the A Team, Days of Our Lives, <laughs> stuff like that. You knew it had to be a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, well, you said she would go anytime, like in any, even today, still be an actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got there, he was barely breathing. <laughs> what are they doing in there? Why don't they hurry? So, yeah, she's just trying to comfort her. And let's see, the doctor comes out. Well, these things happen. Oh, hey, Mary Ellen, what are you doing for lunch? I'm surprised you didn't (laughs) throw that in. Oh, yeah. I have to give her this look. Oh, God! He's like, "Um, would now be a good time to slip you the rest of those pills? Right. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) Is this before or after? This is before the pills, right? No, yeah, yeah. This is way after the pills. It's after, yeah, because it was early season seven. Yeah. How's that hand healing, Mary <laughs> Ellen? Want to go punch up some more glass? Well, that's why she's in such a bad mood. Not because Kurt died, but because she's off the pills. But that would make sense, right? Like, if they're like, <laughs> oh, I'm still having like some like issues with sleeping. And that would make sense to me. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Mary Ellen is bugging out and is just mad um, at all of the free babysitters, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I think, really obnoxious in some ways. Um, what do you mean you don't have a, a photograph of the president in your living room? You don't? Everybody has that. In I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they every time the president changes, too, they throw up the new president. It's kind of cool. Elizabeth? She went with Jason. Where? Over to Rockfish. She took John Curtis to Rockfish? No, she left him with me. Well, where is he? Ben took him over to Ike's in the truck. I just passed by Ike's. There was no pickup and there was no sign of Ben or John Curtis. Are you on the pills again? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> that basically should be the the go-to thing with Mary Ellen. It's like, how you doing with all this? But yeah, she's just freaking out. Um, we learned, then we're all of a sudden we're coming home from church, right? It, it was a weird kind of jump off point because yeah. um, Corbeth shows up with a crying baby and then it's like church time. It's and, like, clearly he did not like the bird watching. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind doing a little bird watching. Um, have you ever gone bird watching? I haven't. You know, I don't know anything about bird watching, but I do know that there's a Boy Scout merit badge for bird watching. And my son, he's kind of like looking through the different merit badges. And I'm trying to convince him to do with the ones that seem super kind of boring a little. <laughs> and And that's one of them. So we'll see. Um, I forget. He's going to <clears throat> summer camp for a couple weeks this summer and like scout camp. And one of the merit badges he's taking is, um, oh my God, what is it? I forgot. It was, it was something that was like, I got a huge eye roller when I told him. That. <laughs> I'm like, I just picked it. And Aww. yeah, but he just turned 15 and he'll have his Eagle merit badge probably this time next year. So he's way ahead of the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then he'll be done. He'll be finished for good. Is he excited about that? He's kind of excited. He's more excited about, um, like he's really into school, right? He, he's, he's really committed to school. So yeah. he's really excited to, that he's taking certain classes next year. And I don't know. He's a good focus. Very good. I can relate to that. Yeah. You have good focus too. <laughs> um, so let's see Mary Ellen quits her job because she's just like um, I couldn't find my kid once even though like he was completely safe and um, and that's it out of a religious service well I don't suppose God is particular about the age of his congregation wish I could get away with screeching all through the sermon well Mary Ellen I understand that you have given up your job at the hospital it just didn't work out well, under the circumstances, I think that is by far the wisest decision. Corbeth loves to throw in things like that. I think the decision was wise. Hey, Ben! Congratulations! Well, for what? Your picture's made it in the Roderick Reviewer. No kidding? Well, I left them those prints, but they didn't think they had enough room. How big is that bow tie? Well, they made room for it right smack <laughs> on the front page. I mean, he pulls it off somehow. I, I can never pull off a bow tie, but that is a huge bow tie. I don't think it's supposed to get, be that big. Wait, are you talking about Ben or Ike? Oh, you know, it's, does Ben does Ike have a one? I'm talking about Ben. Yeah, Ike and Cora Beth also have kind of matching ones. Um, so does he. <laughs> so does um, J 
Jim Bob. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, everybody practically has one on. Go on, bitch. Which picture do they use? Wait till you see it. Oh yeah, look at it. See, his is more appropriate. Yeah, I think it fits him better. <laughs> look at the size of that thing. <laughs> it looks like kind of like the a bow you put in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it must be the one of Drusilla's pond. Or is it the one when the sun goes over the mountain? Oh, I know which one. It must be the one that you're looking down on the logging road. I don't think I'll tell you. I think I'll let it be a surprise. All I will tell you is that it is a gorgeous exposure. Come with me, trailing our views. <laughs> it's a little creepy if I to say it all that way, don't you think? I mean, it's not even that sexy of a photo. It's not a sexy photo at all. But it's just the way he's saying all that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and he said he was like looking at him earlier too. Yeah. Right. And, and we know Cora Beth is um she's aware of it and she's not saying anything. So John was on the phone with Liv. You know, we only get one side of the conversation. It's like, I'm mad too. And he even threatens to um take the switch to Ben, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> Ben's like twenty at this point, isn't he? Yeah, probably. A little old to be getting a beating from Pop. Something wrong, Daddy? Nothing that a switch to Ben won't fix. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I passed it. He's right behind us. Hey, Daddy, have you seen the paper yet? You mean the Rotogavir section? I says I have a picture in it. Can't hardly miss it. Here you go, dum-dum. And by the way, <laughs> <laughs> when... This is so funny. Erin's response is hilarious. Oh, Ben, how could you? <laughs> oh, Ben. Basically, this this photo, and there's nothing wrong with the photo, but yeah, it's like I'd say a good 60% leg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mary McDonough is like 5'8", so yeah. she does have some really good legs. <laughs> Gams. <laughs> Either of you care to explain how this happened? <laughs> well, I just looked... <laughs> I just love that they're laughing in the background. Just a few pictures over the newspaper office. I never knew they'd use this one. Aaron, how could you have your picture taken in an outfit like that? We were just fooling around. All the women are dressing like that these days. Not Walton women. Not my daughter. Not in public. Well, that part isn't my fault. They're your legs. Nobody should be seen like this except by her husband. You know what they call you here? The Jefferson County cutie. <laughs> your mom is fit to be tied. Well, at least they didn't put your name in it. Jefferson County cutie. I thought that was you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the kind of thing you put on a resume. Oh yeah. She yeah. could definitely use this. Yeah. Hello. No, you cannot speak to the Jefferson County cutie. <laughs> that is so funny. Let's see. Um I have a fun fact for you actually about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently it was not commonplace at all to be wearing shorts at this time. Um, even in like Texas, they had banned women in shorts in public. Um, and that was in like 1944. Hmm. And then even in 1959 in New York, no one over 16 years old could wear shorts on city streets or you could get a $25 fine or 25 days in jail. Now, is this something that was genuinely enforced or is this one of those kind of laws that um, is on the books and just, you know. It's like a Bible yeah. Belt type of, um, you know, law. Yeah, that I don't know. You know, like they have like the kind of laws where it's like you can't kiss in public or um, you can't, you know, um, I guess spitting is one of those things that maybe that is a law that you can get a ticket, which is 
good because spitting is gross. But but yeah, there are some things that are just kind of bizarre. Like you can't walk a dog on a full moon on a Thursday. <laughs> you know that type of weird stuff. Yeah. But yeah, John is pretty upset about this. I think this would have been a scene where Liv would have been really great at this. She would have had like a huge tantrum and yelling and with the paper and like in her fist and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Either her or grandma definitely would have called her a hussy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Say, well, they probably would have said, what are people going to think? And all that type of good, you know, I'm just going to, and she'll just be praying. Like that would be a live move where she's like, I'm just going to pray. And Hopefully this all goes away. <laughs> um, John Sr. is visiting with um, JC, and this is just another one of these little filler moments. But um, it's interesting how we get it. We get into the understanding that Kurt is dead, but on the rewatch, we know he's alive. So these scenes just don't mean as much to me anymore. <laughs> we usually go exploring while the rest of you in church. I didn't want to leave him behind. He has such good hands. He's going to be a doctor like his daddy. It's early to be deciding his future, isn't it? He might surprise you. I never thought I'd have a child and study years to be a nurse. And then give it up. Nursing was something that I shared with Kurt. After Pearl Harbor, it seemed like a way of holding on to him, being close to him. Yeah, this scene goes on for a little long. And it's really interesting because I don't believe at this point they were going to bring Kurt back. Do you? Like, I think that the Kurt thing was a last minute decision. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I feel like they would have gotten a better actor. It was so like that. And that's another thing with season nine. It was a lot of soap opera stuff. Um, you had, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Ashley Longworth jr. Coming back as a different actor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, like of all the people to bring back, why would you bring back that character? Um, as a different actor, it just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the show was falling apart. But yeah, like, that was definitely a weird thing. Um, There were so many soap opera moments. But I was wrong. Eh, won't be the first time. I mean, it won't (laughs) be the last time. So, one of the things... Are you a Star Wars fan at all? Yes. All right, so, have you ever noticed that the sound of the screen door sounds like a TIE fighter? I've never noticed that. All right, so I'm going to try to... I'm going to isolate future ones because this is not a great episode for it, but... It's like... You know, um... (laughs) From now on, if you watch it, you know, sometimes it sounds more like it than other times. It's around the time where Grandma was... um, Grandpa and Grandpa... Grandma and Grandpa were like constantly going in and out, in and out. And I'm like, it sounds just like a TIE fighter. So I'm going to have to isolate that. Maybe I'll yeah. isolate it and say, is this from Star Wars or is this from the Waltons? <laughs> um, I almost feel like George Lucas 
use that screen door to make that sound or something. Yeah, he probably did, honestly. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Oh, look what I've got. What you do, Rob? Post office? No, it's fan mail. For who? For me. I haven't read it all yet, but so far I've gotten two proposals and one man is writing the song for me. <laughs> Ooh, look at that creepy little doll on the couch. I just noticed that thing. It's staring right into my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So Erin is getting all this fan mail and she's really flattered. And I think it's I think it's nice. I, I think this is an interesting little thing. She's very um sympathetic and I don't I don't know why she wouldn't be flattered, right? I mean all these men are basically like you're incredible and I'm gonna write a letter to you and I think that's really really awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the attention she's always wanted because, you know, she wanted to win that pageant that time. And That's right. And she mentions that later. Yeah. Um, so they're going through the mail and she's reading through, which I think is fine. And Mary Ellen's like, don't let people trick you. You're naive. <laughs> and let's see. This is a good example of helico helicopter parenting. Ben, Wom, what did you do that for? I got this for John Curtis over at Ike's. He, it's a water pistol. He shot her with a water pistol. You think I'll like it? You can take it back. I don't want my son playing with weapons. What are you talking about, Mary Ellen? It's only a toy. It was no toy that killed his daddy. Now get that ugly thing out of here. Doesn't it sound like a TIE fighter? Or anything? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Look, it only shoots water. It shoots, and that's enough. If you can't find better games than that, then you better not play with John Curtis anymore. Now that's not fair, Mary Ellen. You know that John Curtis and I have a lot of fun together. Uh, Elizabeth and I are going over to Camp Lee. We'll be home. In oh, my God. That's the ugliest tie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Oh, my. It's terrible. It is pretty ugly. Um, I love it when he ties the tie in one episode and he cuts off part because he could tie it evenly. Yes. That's so funny. Plenty of time for supper. And while you're gone, I'm going to have to go back to Ike's and return this deadly weapon. So I just think she's being crazy there. It's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, she just wants to protect her son. And I mean, she's being very overprotective, mm. trying to keep whatever she has left of Kurt. Yeah, I mean, it's a water pistol. But I guess that represents war. And I, I guess I see the correlation. I, I just think, eh, it's a bit much. Let's see, we go on to the army base. I'm not really sure why John brings um, Elizabeth, but I think it's fine. I think she adds a lot to this little scene. I guess we should get right down to business. I've, uh, I've looked over all the estimates for the barracks lumber job, and I would like you to supply it if you can give me a reasonable delivery schedule. I could deliver the first half in three weeks, and the rest two weeks later. That sounds good to me. The job's all yours. Is that it? Well, don't you want it? Well, yes, but we could have settled delivery over the phone. Mr. Walton, I'm not a very good judge of people on the telephone. I wanted a chance to meet the man I was planning on doing business with face-to-face. -face. Well, I understand that. Now, is there anything else I've forgotten that we should be taking care of now? Seems to me you're doing fine. Don't you have to sign some contracts? Not only beautiful, but smart, too. She's 14. Um, so, <laughs> Creepo. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to get some cigars. He opens up this, like, footlocker, or, or I'm not really sure what you would call that, just a, a locker of some sort. And there's the picture of Aaron right on the. And I just had to like freeze frame. Because <laughs> you have the Jer Jefferson County cutie. Um, 
it's funny because it's like, didn't you see like, that's what they're calling her. But no, it actually says it on there. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. Something about this is just so funny. And Elizabeth sees it and she's like, uh-oh. So she stands up to go stand in front of the picture. Elizabeth, what are you doing there? I'm just stretching my legs. Well, honey, you're in lieutenant's way. Come over here and sit down. So she goes to sit down, exposing Aaron to the world. What's that? Well, I, I got that out of Sunday's paper. Isn't she a living doll? All right, so he's taking it really personal. I mean, I get it, but he's really just taking this a little too personal, in my opinion. It happens to be my daughter, and I don't like her being on display like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had no idea, Mr. Walton. But I'm afraid uh, every man in this camp has her picture pinned up by now. I guess you could say your daughter sort of become the sweetheart of Camp Lee. <laughs> Every father's dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's really, really <laughs> an <laughs> eye-opening moment for John. Um, Funny question. Have yeah. you ever been in the paper, like, had your picture made for it? Um, yeah, when I was younger and stuff, and with actually with scouting, it kind of makes it to the paper here and there. Isn't that, like, such an exciting time? Yeah, like nowadays it's it's less so because for some reason I can't get my name spelled correctly. But when I was younger, it was like a big deal. Did you ever? Yeah, actually, in high school, I was a calendar girl. Oh, really? That's yeah. Me, t- me too. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what month? July. <laughs> All right, hot uh, hot in the summer. Yeah, that's, that's I had awesome. on um, I had on my red dress, so I was patriotic. That's awesome. And how did that get chosen? Um, honestly, I don't know. I think it was just like if you made good grades and you like had a lot of like activities at school and stuff, they picked people based on that. That's awesome. I, I think that's really fun. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, let's see. what What's next? I mean, we're going to like kind of go through this a little bit. There's a lot of baby crying. They're playing football <laughs> with the baby, which is really visual. Um, Corbeth is writing a complaint letter about the pinup section of the newspaper. Um, Aaron's gotten 42 letters in one day, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, Aaron's kind of going through all of her fan mail and she's probably like, if everybody just sent me a dollar, <laughs> I'd be rich. <laughs> oh, on an interesting note though. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Corbeth is really jealous of Aaron? Cause I feel like Aaron always gets what Corbeth wished that she had as a kid. You know, I never really felt that. I never really thought that Cor. I don't get the impression that Corbeth is really jealous of very many people at all. Really? Yeah. Well, I was thinking too, like the time that Aaron really liked that preacher guy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I feel like Corbeth was a little bit jealous. Like, cause I'd, I'd have to go back and watch it. But yeah, I remember he was like the cool reverend, right? Or minister. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, hmm, I'd have to go back and look, but I, that was probably a part of the entire plot. And I probably missed it. 
But I remember that being a decent episode. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ben comes into Aaron's room to apologize. What for? For getting to all this trouble. Oh, I'm not. It's worth it. Well, who would ever thought that Aaron Walter would become the pinup girl of an army camp? And Ben, look. I mean, the photo is pretty tame. I mean, it's not like a salacious, you know, overly sexualized photo. I mean, even though, like, you know, what you found out is, like, very few people were in shorts. But, you know, people wore shorts, I'm sure, at the beach and stuff. So this yeah. is probably something that people would wear at the beach. It could be. I don't know. For the 30s, it might just be a little much. Well, it was 42. Oh, well, 40s then. But it, yeah, still, I don't know. I don't know. I was lucky to get one letter a month. You better not let Daddy know you're answering all those. Well, I hate to deceive him, but a lot of these soldiers don't have anybody to write to. Who would send her even a letter a month? <laughs> <laughs> right? Her mom, probably. Oh, that's true. Grandma, maybe? I was lucky to just get a letter a month. <laughs> um, she is super naive, though, because, I mean, does she really think she's helping the war effort just by having her picture up? And yeah, big I don't time, know. big time. Bunch of lonely guys, <laughs> nothing to do, just staring at Aaron. Um, David shows up in his best um, best suit. It's actually not a bad-looking suit. And he's like, we miss you. And Mary Ellen's just kind of being a jerk, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, people forget agree. that David <clears throat> David did propose to her at some point. And she ran yeah. off with the other, with the turtle. <laughs> you know, and they're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And David just is like, all right, I've had enough of this. Mary Ellen, look. Give me my You're a pill. good nurse. <laughs> One of those rare people who doesn't turn her back on pain and who knows when to let go. Now the time is coming when you're going to have to start letting go of John Curtis. Turning your back on your profession? No, uh uh-uh. That's not a good way to start. Now John Curtis cannot fill that void left by Kurt's death. That's too much to ask of any child. He's not even dead. <laughs> I wish they knew. David, that's not fair. I'm his mother, not his nurse. And I think I know what's best for my son. Well, I hope so, Mary Ellen. Uh, I should have said, I hope so. Like, you know, just repeat it to emphasize. This is a very weird scene. They go into, I think it's Rockfish, right? And I think so. They, um, well, we have Aaron and John, and they're kind of just walking into town. And this, these soldiers, you know, ID her, and they run up to her. Hey! <laughs> and he's kissing her. Just he's grabbing her <laughs> and kissing her. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've never done anything like that before. It's just, I've loved you ever since I first saw your picture. You're even more beautiful in real life. Do you know this young man? We just met, sort of. Well, soldier? Wallace, Charles, Private, United States Army. Serial number 27271014. Oh, he didn't harm me, Daddy. Private, you're wearing a man's uniform, but the way you're acting, I ought to take you over my knee. Yes, sir. Not sorry I kissed you. I'll remember that always. I'm about to lose my temper with you, son. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Sir. Bye, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And she's smiling. She's, like, eating it up, which is really... I I think it's kind of cute. 
but it's super, super cringy that it even happened. Like they pulled it off in the Waltons, but in real life, I mean, this would, you know, this is the kind of thing that gets you killed or at least arrested. Yeah, seriously. That's enough. I feel like Aaron just acts like it's normal, though. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, like kind of like Aaron's acting like, oh, I always wanted this to happen. I always yeah. wanted <laughs> to be attacked on the street by um, a man in a uniform. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm kind of going to skip over some of this Mary Ellen stuff because it's over. I mean, it's the same thing over and over. She's really touchy. We get it. Um, but she's just talking about raising kids and she's like saying how, like, I don't know how you raise seven kids. And he's like, it gets easier the more you have. <laughs> and she's like, well, I only have one and it makes sense. I only have one kid. And you know, it's, I think that um, it could be tough like that because you think all your eggs are in one basket. Yeah, it was interesting, too, because John said, you know, you got to turn him over to something bigger than yourself, which mm -hmm. to me, I mean, God is what I think he was talking about. And Yeah, just like, well, faith even, just like you have to believe that this is a person, too, like the person has thoughts and feelings and ideas and all of that good stuff. Yeah, which John's not like super religious or anything. No. Which, I mean, I guess he is in his own way, but not. I'd say he's very spiritual. Yeah, it's not something that you would have expected to be his advice. No. Uh, let's see. Erin goes to the mercantile. Hello. Hello, Erin. How can I help you? Well, I need some stamps. 50 should be enough to start with. I imagine that's for the fan mail. I think a more apropos term would be masher made. <laughs> well, you can call it what you want, but she... Say masher made? Masher mail, I think. Uh, I don't even know what this means. Uh, gotcha. I don't either. 276 letters today, and they're all from Camp Lee. <laughs> Aaron, um, perhaps I could help you with this deluge. I could compose a form letter that could be sent to discourage repeat offenders of unsolicited uh, billet-doux. Oh, well, I couldn't trouble you with my correspondence, Corbeth. Oh, well, no trouble is too great when a young girl's honor is at stake. Billet doux. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, um, the, internet, the internet says masher is a man who makes advances, especially to women he does not know, with a view <laughs> to physical intimacy. There you go. Jeez. So, uh, the fan of a pinup girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a, a really perfect description, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, Aaron's like a modern day, like on OnlyFans or whatever. Right, right. She's, <laughs> she's the beginning of OnlyFans right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We're all reading her OnlyFans mail in the kitchen. <laughs> These must all be invitations. Listen to this. Mary Ellen's like, they didn't have OnlyFans when I was a kid. <laughs> My dear Miss Walton. Your presence is cordially requested as guest of honor at our inspection, parade, and review this weekend. He writes like Corbeth talks. As camp protocol officer, I will be calling you Friday night. That's tonight! At 20 hundred hours to set up an escort for Saturday's festivities. With sincere respect and admiration, Major John P. Callison. So, <laughs> she's like beaming. It's so funny. Um... And she's like, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm definitely going to try to go. And 
they're like, don't let dad find out. Let's see. This is kind of an interesting thing where the, we have Ben and um, Jim Bob talking about how poor John Curtis. I couldn't walk for a week. <laughs> I'd like to have a nickel for every time I banish the two of you. <laughs> Look who's talking. You've fallen out of more trees and had more scrapes and bruises than all of us put together. Poor John Curtis. What's that supposed to mean? He'll never know the glory of a black eye or a skinned elbow. You're under him every time he falls. It's the glory. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. You know, it's natural for boys to get cuts and bruises. I mean, it's as natural as having a dog or playing hooky. Ouch! Or eating too much ice cream and getting sick. So, I don't know how true that is. But, um, <laughs> meanwhile, upstairs we're rehearsing and Elizabeth is basically saying, you have to smile more and... Don't forget jo- to blow kisses. Yeah, and blow kisses, which is so funny. Um, John is outside the bedroom and overhears some of it. Proud. And I want you to know there's one girl who will always be with you in spirit. They'll love you. Now practice throwing kisses. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth, that's stupid. No, it's not. All the big stars throw kisses. What's going on in here? I was just leaving. Uh, Elizabeth and I were just horsing around. Daddy, don't you think we should try and give of ourselves to the war effort? What exactly do you mean by giving of yourself? Well, it makes me sad to think of the soldiers over there without a female face to look on, except for maybe a pinup. You know how I feel about your picture being plastered over every wall at Camp Lee. Well, if I went there in a dress that covered my knees, they'd see I was a nice girl. (laughs) so, So John's like, um, all right. Let me just yell. Oggled at by hundreds of leering men. I'd only be ogled at for a few short hours. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow? The officer of protocol is calling in a few minutes to get my answer and to arrange for an escort. Looks like I found out just in time, doesn't it? I'm sorry, Daddy, but this is my chance to feel like I'm part of something important. Aaron, the answer is no. So he basically tells him no. Then Aaron reads the weirdest letter. What do you think of this letter? Did you like listen to really what the contents were? Oh yeah. This guy, I mean, he's just he's crazy. She's crazy. Well, I I think it's a questionable questionable like letter to read because I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. It's just so weird. I hope you don't mind getting this letter from a total stranger. Since I saw your picture in the Sunday paper, I haven't been able to get you out of my mind. You remind me very much of a girl I know back home in Kentucky. Her name is Mary Beth. But I don't have a picture of Mary Beth. In fact, she doesn't know how much I like her. I guess I'm just too bashful to tell her. Anyway, I was using your picture in place of one of her. But the trouble is, somebody swiped it and now I don't have one. All right. So now he's just trying to get a free picture of her because he's like actually putting in a request for a photo for a different photo. I wonder if you could send me one that I could keep. It doesn't have to be the one in the paper. A snapshot would do just fine. I'm sure that Mary Beth would understand. And I hope you will too. (laughs) Don't forget to blow me kisses. Gosh. So weird. And she's so naive in a way, you know, because, like, I feel like she lacks any attention, even if it's just lustful attention. Mm, yeah, I agree with you. Um, 
here, Aaron's like, this is the poor Aaron moment. It's made never a bride. What do you mean? Well, I missed out on being queen for Jefferson County days. Oops. And I lost our class election by four votes. And if daddy didn't come in when he did last night, I'd be on my way to Camp Lee. <laughs> he would have found out sooner or later, and then there would have been plenty of trouble. If mom were here, I bet she'd let me go. I wouldn't be so sure of that. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. Do you think Liv would let her go? Oh no, no way. No. I mean he she did not even want John Boy to dance. <laughs> right. Remember that? I mean she was losing sleep because he was doing a dance contest. Yeah, she definitely would not have allowed this. No, definitely. She would not have even made it down the stairs in those shorts. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, she would have been like, you march right upstairs and you change right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the biggest thing that almost ever happened to me. <laughs> so the lieutenant shows up. And he's asking for permission to escort um, Aaron. And now I'm hoping that you can maybe put a little trust in me. I don't understand. Well, sir, I came here to persuade you to allow me to escort your daughter to Camp Lee. Mary Ellen. Lieutenant, I told whoever called yesterday she can't go. Yes, sir, I know that. All right, now, there was Mom of the Year walking away from her kid, by the way. Just, just yeah. FYI. And that's why I'm here, to ask you to reconsider. Do you have any daughters? No, sir. Well, if you did, you'd understand why I don't want her parading in front of a bunch of GI. You know, it'd be great is if you just see John Curtis walking in the background here. Just that would be great. They should have had him just a little bit where it's kind of like, did I just see that? You know? Yeah, where you have to like do a double take. Yeah, like I think they should have done that. Now who's being overprotective? Excuse me, Lieutenant. I have to go beat my oldest daughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not overprotective. This is a recipe for rape. Well, that's the thing. All right. you. How old is Erin here, you think? Like 16, 17 at the most? Uh, she may even be 18 or so because I think she's graduated by now and she's okay. working. You don't... I mean, we don't know who this guy is, right? Right. He's also... It's just him. I mean... Do we even know he's a real lieutenant? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not looking at any credentials. But he, John, kind of agrees. The men only think of your daughter as a, a beautiful girl next door. We've put her on a kind of a pedestal. And believe me, if any wolf does try to come near her, there'll be more than 300 well-trained infantrymen who'll just leap to her rescue. Or not. You know, and it's just <laughs> terrible. Daddy? How do you expect me to be able to let go of John Curtis if you're afraid to let go of Aaron? You've already let go of John Curtis. He's already <laughs> half a block down the street. But can't you trust me just a little? I trust you. Enough to go to Camp Lee? So he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. And she just gets in the car right then and there and goes off with this complete stranger. Bad parenting. Uh, it's there's a lot here that's bad. I mean, in my opinion, had I been John, I would have said, "Okay, but you're taking Ben with you." Yeah, I mean, no. at least take one of your brothers. Yeah, I'd see John Boy, but he doesn't exist. Yeah, and that's it. They peel out and they go make out at the end of the road. <laughs> 
Um, they, they're talking like, oh, wow, now we're going to take JC Fishing. And then they're like, John Curtis. John Curtis? John Curtis. All right, so this becomes, they must see John Curtis about 600 more times. Mm-hmm. Um, in I mean, next, it could be a ringtone. Yeah, it's... It's the same music on a loop. By the way, that that's the screen door again. Just listen to it. He's inside. Ben, John Curtis, you know you? No, what's wrong? <laughs> Wandered off somewhere. You can't find him anywhere. John Curtis is missing. Find Jason. Check the smokehouse behind the barn. Work your way down the woods to the pond. That damn smokehouse. <laughs> we haven't seen that smokehouse since Grandpa. I know. I feel like they just quit showing parts of the property. Yeah. So they're just yelling, John Curtis, and John Curtis is just giggling and walking. Um, And this goes on for a few minutes. They finally see John Curtis on a bridge. This is the bridge where, um, who is going to jump off the bridge? Um, Were they going to fall off the bridge? There was somebody, and they were like, don't jump, don't jump, but it's like, a four foot bridge, like what's really you gonna <laughs> sprain an ankle? Uh-huh. Um, and remember, Grandpa threw the statue over. So yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. What were you doing wandering around all alone out here? He wasn't alone, was he, Daddy? Mary Ellen. Actually, he was completely alone. What are you talking? About? <laughs> I mean, not to, you know, I get it. They're they're talking about like a religious type thing, but I mean. You got to pay attention to your kid. I mean, he's like, what, two years old? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I think she said he was one and a half or oh so somewhere in the episode. And John Curtis survived their morning in the woods. And during this crisis, Mary Ellen found the strength to start letting go of her son. Once again, she was sharing John Curtis with us. As the years went by, the bond between mother and son continually deepened. Nurtured not by fear, but by trust and love. So this little thing with John Curtis missing was misplaced. This should have existed earlier and this should have happened while she was nursing. And they would say, Mary Ellen, we can't find John Curtis. And that's where she would freak out. And then she would have to say like, I'm never letting him go. Blah, blah, blah. This tragedy that just happened because this is probably one of the scarier things mm-hmm. is not the kind of thing that happens where I think that it gives you um, confidence to just let your kid roam on their own it doesn't what just happened would make her worse I think make most yeah. people worse yeah I mean I think it would have made more sense in, in the grand scheme of the show to put it before mm-hmm but I also um, I was watching one of those little behind the scenes with Judy Norton on YouTube Mm -hmm. and um, she said that there were some people actually standing in the water just in case he was to fall off yeah like that's sweet yeah he seems like a sweet little baby yeah Um, he just has like the cutest little blonde hair too mm -hmm. do we know the name of that actor I don't yeah I'm sure somebody out there does (laughs) Um, that's me. That was me when I was a baby. (laughs) Somebody could easily just say that. It's like, you know, that baby from Walton's people go, no, (laughs) 
Well, that was me. Yeah, you want an autograph? Yeah, an autograph. I have my crayon <laughs> right here. Um, all right, so this is this is the very end. Hey, Aaron, how'd you entertain the troops? I smiled a lot. Did you kiss any of them? Good night, Ben. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John Curtis. Shh, he's asleep. <laughs> Not anymore. Good night, everyone. Now, Mary Ellen should have also had a thing where she's going back to work right at the end of this episode. Yeah. A lot of weird that stuff. Been so many weird choices here. I, I know it's only 48 minutes, but I, I have I have so many issues with the decisions that they make. But we promise we like the show. Well, I, I like the some of the show. <laughs> I, I like about 50% of the show at this point. The movies are tough. Holy cow. And just to get back to um, Jason for just a moment, that mustache is terrible. It is the worst thing. It is. Wow. What do you think? Do you like that mustache? Is that something? Oh, no. You enjoy no. that mustache? <laughs> no way. Ben looks the same. Everybody looks the same. Um, John Wellmsley. Is that his name? I forget yeah, I think so. Um, he grew that mustache. You know that they all looked at that mustache, like on the in the cast, and they they were all like, you "Gonna shave that, buddy?" Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody looks the same. Well, maybe he was trying to like differentiate himself, like as they got older. Yeah, maybe. But and still, it's it's just creepy. Does his wife ever come back? Um, I I believe she's on some of the movies, but okay. I don't. Yeah. Because she vanished completely, right? Yeah, I mean, I we don't see her that much near the end. <laughs> and she was like such this weird character. And they were, I mean, she was like her the military superior. Then she was the better musician or she was just as accomplished. <laughs> then they were singing together and then he bought the bar and that was like it. We just never heard from her again. Yeah, it, it was weird. Oh, yeah, and I then mean, her dad, I remember her dad showed up and died. <clears throat> is that what happened? Yeah, didn't. Well, her, her father was a general or something. And then like an episode later, he he died. I'm going to have to go back and watch because it's been a while. Do you remember like they, um, he comes there and he's like, um, he was like staying there. Maybe he might've been staying in the Walton's house. I don't know that for sure though. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really remember. It's <laughs> I'm going to have to go back. Um, but yeah, then he, they kill him off. So it makes no sense. So weird. <laughs> so many weird things going on in the show. I know. And then like Cindy's adoption and all that. Oh yeah. That's well, th that was it. He had died. And then they found out that, um, was adopted and then she like hunted down her mom hunted down. Oh yeah. Are you talking about Cindy or Jason? I don't girl? know which one. Uh, then there was, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm confusing them. Okay. So, yeah. So that was Cindy with Ben. Yeah. She, her dad was the general. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, Jason's wife. I don't know if we ever met anyone. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if we met her family. We just know that she's like Jewish and <laughs> it would be kind of funny if you like the dad showed up and he's like a rabbi. <laughs> it's like wow, like we've never had a real Jew on the mountain ever since the whole Mind Kampf episode. Yeah, that one that was just too much. Yeah, that was a weird episode. Taking a stance to print Mind Kampf. Uh. And that's, see, that's another thing that was a, such a big deal to me is John, um, John boy wanted that print press, printing press so badly, but he just gave it up. Mm-hmm. So many weird things. I don't know. The show got, it got really good and it really, there was a lot of great stuff happening. And then Michael learned, started, you know, skipping out. Then... John Boy is gone, and the war started. All types of weird stuff happened. And then once, the next, yeah, once both parents were off the epi- off the show, I was like, oh, unwatchable. Like, just, just forget it. It's like oh, another episode that's focused on Rose. Yeah, right. No, 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 not today. The next one we review, we need to um, get some early maybe, one. Um, Yes, yes, like one of the early seasons. Yeah, like some that's like beloved. Not the one yeah. where the plane where the plane like lands. I don't like that episode. Um, <laughs> Which one is that? The one with the guy who uh, was from Starsky and Hutch. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you watch <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. No. The, maybe um, something, the wave something or the, I forget what it is. The wind. The wing walker? Maybe. Oh, no, no, no. That was actually a halfway decent episode. The Wing Walker was all right. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out. We'll, we'll choose something maybe from season one or two. Yeah, we need to get like some grandpa, some Baldwin sisters. Yeah, I, I really love the Baldwin sisters. Uh, they had like, they could have added a lot to this episode, I think. Yeah, they were noticeably absent. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, Marissa, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Um, and I'm trying, I'm trying to do something with this and hopefully the cast members have an interest in coming on here and talking to me about the Waltons and not getting mad at me when I have criticisms. Yeah. I I think it would be really fun if you had them on, but you have to make sure that they know that you actually like the show. Yeah. (laughs) That's up to them. No, I mean, I do like the show. I, I think that the first four or five seasons were amazing. I just, the writing got like really questionable. Yeah. I, I also think season nine of Little House, you know, the writing got very questionable um, and there were questionable episodes, but all in all, it all ties together. And that's one of the issues that I have with the Waltons is everything is just kind of free. And it was like, all of a sudden Kurt's back. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of like, um, Like, all of a sudden, Sylvia kind of showing up in season nine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's almost like it's just like a fan-written type of thing. Like, okay, Kurt comes back. Right. Yeah, in season nine, instead of Olivia Barish coming, it's like we have um, somebody else. It's like, this is Sylvia. Yeah. Who died in season six, whatever it was. Anyway, um, thank you so much for doing this. I do appreciate it. 